When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's on all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Basketball University on Medium.com and the Hoopheads Podcast Network, along with our good friends at Lakerholics.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, I got on Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet, TJ Johnson, and Magic Man Sean Grice on yesterday's program, but I would be remiss if I didn't get an update on NBA free agency and thoughts from a good man indeed, but you got to check out what he's doing at Medium.com, at Medium.com slash basketball dash university that's basketball university at medium.com it is spencer young spencer great to have you back sorry about the confusion yesterday on times because i had to record one with sean at this time and then the guys are on late night so i apologize but i wanted to make sure i hear your thoughts on nba free agency yeah yeah it's been an interesting free agency period and there's still a lot of dominoes left to fall um, we know where Kawhi's going. Yeah. You know, Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, Danny Green, Kelly Oubre. So there's still a lot left to happen, I think. Absolutely. And for us here with the Lakers, obviously the most interesting domino yet to fall is with one Dennis Schroeder. And part of that equation fell through for him with Washington because Washington completed a, what is now to be a five team trade when all is said and done, which includes the Lakers way back on draft day. Remember draft day, everyone way long ago, but yes, it's now five teams and ultimately it's going to get Spencer Dinwiddie to Washington to pair up with Bradley Beal. And I wanted to ask you this. I mean, is that a good pairing? A lot of people, the Washington fans are like praising it or whatnot. I see Spencer Dinwiddie, when all is said and done, as a average starting NBA point guard. He's a good, not great, and he comes with some flaws as far as his shooting and injuries are concerned. Yeah, yeah, I think he's, you know, in a similar mold. I guess Lakers fans would be familiar with, like, Dennis Schroeder because 
I think of Spencer Dinwiddie's your sixth man like he was for so long, then you're in a great position. If he's, you know, your starting point guard and he's obviously going to play a super high usage role, that's where you can critique, you know, his shot selection, his three-point shooting, and, of course, the fact that he's had, I think, two ACL tears now. So Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, as a sixth man, I think he's great. As a starter, he puts up numbers because he plays, like, a style where everything he does is high volume, I feel like. You know, he'll drive to the rim a bunch of times a game. He'll shoot a lot of pull threes, probably too many for my liking. Yeah. And, you know, he'll he'll get like a lot of kickout passes to shooters. So he's he's all right, I guess. Well, three years, sixty-two million dollars. Is he good enough for that? I wouldn't be the one paying that, but I guess. In Washington's case, I don't know. If that makes Bradley Beal want to stay, then anything's worth it, I guess. Well, it all depends ultimately on the wins and losses. That will ultimately decide whether or not Bradley Beal wants to stay. I commend him on his uh, you know, stubbornness to go ahead and actually devotion to the Washington Wizards franchise. I mean, many other players we've seen have already wanted to go ahead and get on out in similar circumstances. So I do praise Bradley Beal for his willingness to ride along this ride when it comes to Washington and what they're doing. So we'll see what happens. It may be through another average season at best, because I don't see them getting over the hump. Oklahoma did waive the contract uh, and because he asked for a buyout and that was Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker asked for a buyout and then, He ended up landing in New York City with the Knicks. And there are, again, problems with that one because he has chronic knee injuries now in the last two of the past three years. And and I'm not sure exactly where that fits. He he might not be able to play every game and whatnot. Plus, they have a plethora of guards that need playing time. I think I was joking to you the other day, Emmanuel, quickly about how he's going to be that type of guard where they just keep throwing guards in front of him and then realize halfway through the season he should have been the guard all along? Yeah, that might happen. (laughs) It's just so funny because he'll never get, I think, the respect he deserves, uh, at least at this point in time. But that's just something coming from someone who watched his game at Kentucky. In fact, actually, I had him on my big board, uh, you know, a little bit higher than what most people had. In fact, it was right around where he got picked and I was fortunate enough to see him progress into a a good player, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, it was so many guards right there on the roster for New York. We'll see what happens there as they go into contention, how far up on the food chain that they go in the Eastern conference. We'll wait and see because Miami did a lot to go ahead and build up on their roster roster, including getting Victor Oladipo today on a minimum contract, which was, a good get for Miami, which now will get his bird rights if they retain him through the rest of the season. So I want to hear your thoughts before we head back to Lakers and the Dennis Schroeder situation. Your thoughts on day three of NBA free agency, Not obviously not as quite as loud as the previous two days. Uh, John Collins is a happy man, five years, $125 million. Uh, there's you know various signings all over the place, but nothing too out there outside of the Spencer Dinwiddie deal, but your thoughts on day three of NBA free agency. I thought John Collins was an overpay, to be honest. Like, just in my opinion, I actually think Trey Young might not get enough credit for, like, how 
heliocentric their offense is and how dependent everything they do is like on him. So John Collins in the playoffs shot, I, I, I was taking a look at it. He shot like 10, 10 times a game, which is role player territory, right? Now you just committed five years, 125, and you commit 200 to Trey Young. If John Collins was someone you think is like a second star on a championship team, then it makes sense. But some, for someone who, who shot 10 times a game, I just, I can't. He played like a role player on offense, in my opinion. I mean, he checks off a lot of those those boxes that are out there in regards to the fact he can hit from the outside. He can rebound. He can block shots. He's got great athleticism. But there always seems to be something missing. Now, mind you, his numbers regressed because they got a lot of individuals around him uh, in this past season. But is he a strong enough number two that's going to take you over the hump? We'll see. We'll see if that that Eastern Conference Finals trip was not a fluke or if it was a mirage. So we'll see what happens. I think this year will will define actually the future short term going forward for Atlanta. I think if they go and they regress back to where a lot of people thought they were and say maybe they played above their heads and played to the roles of others that were injured and things of that nature that we saw from, you know, the same things that are being said about Phoenix and same things that even be said to an extent for about Milwaukee, about how those teams took advantage of other situations. We'll see what happens, but Atlanta could be in a situation where maybe their really, really good team is just a really, really good team that got hot at the right time and may not be able to duplicate that going forward. So we'll see what happens there. But any other impressions for you on day three on NBA free agency? Because I definitely want to get to talk to you about the possible future for Dennis Schroeder. Um, I think Oladipo, obviously on a minimum, there's no risk there. And I think in the regular season, he's probably not going to contribute that much since he's coming off of it major injury like one of many major injuries but yeah i think as the fifth starter or on the fifth as the fifth player in a closing lineup with lowry butler Adebayo, and pj tucker i think that's that's pretty uh for formidable so well let me ask you this i mean how formidable is it because that conversation's been going on all day people are not putting them they're putting them at right now for the most part analysts pundits things of that nature that i've heard on radio podcasts espn the whole nine yards talking about miami as still a tier two eastern conference let's say like a battling for the number three spot the number four spot and they're not expecting them to crack the top two even with that lineup okay yeah well i guess top two like obviously everyone's picked the nets is like the odds-on favorite to win the title, and Milwaukee just won the title and swept the Heat, so I guess I'd give them the clear benefit of the doubt there. Um, but I think the Heat might, um, barring a really good Ben Simmons trade, I think the Heat are probably number three, in my opinion. I just think their closing lineup, their only weakness is probably shooting, but there's no one you can, like, hunt or... I think some size, I think size too is going to be an issue because Milwaukee and uh, I think Brooklyn can throw out some size a little bit better than what, you know, on occasion, if ne- if needed, than what Miami can match up with because uh, Adebayo is a little bit small. Plus they don't have any 
other large defenders that may be able to, to cover Giannis Antetokounmpo and maybe even KD to an extent as well. So that would be that because that's a hard reach for Butler. I mean, Butler, right. as much as I, as much as I appreciate a player as a player he is, and I congratulate him for the nice extension he just got. It's going to be a hard thing for him to guard and cover both at a you know Antetokounmpo. Yeah. And then also trying to cover Kevin Durant. I think maybe Adebayo can do it for a spell, but I don't think he's as agile as you would like to see covering Durant or uh, covering Atentacumpo as well. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I do like the roster, the way it filled out the rest. I mean, because you've got Tyler Hero, who was no hero in the previous season, but you know he's young, so he can definitely progress back to where he was in the bubble. And then also you've got Duncan Robinson, who you just signed for five years, $90 million. So you've got a, a, a potent eight-man rotation there that I think could really uh, make some damage and make some headway in the Eastern Conference. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. I want to give a big shout out to Felix. Thank you so much for watching. He's listening in, so thank you so much for doing so. But this leads us to where the Western Conference and back over to the Dennis Schroeder situation because he, you know, outside of Kawhi, and we don't have a really a, a good beat on what Kawhi wants to do because only Kawhi seems to know what Kawhi wants to do. I know Laker Tom was letting us know about the rumors about possibly him asking for a one-on-one. Maybe that's the case. We're not sure about that. But he's obviously still the number one guy on the big board for free agents right now but he's a most likely a return scenario for the LA Clippers. When it comes to what's left over, Dennis Schroeder is hiking up higher, higher on the list. But the problem is the options for him are getting smaller and smaller. I still see new Orleans as a possibility. I mean, there's, there's just not many more after that. What are your thoughts on Dennis Schroeder and where he might end up? Because I don't think it'll be the Lakers, but if it is, it's going to be on a very small one-year contract. No, no, I can't see it on the Lakers. Not after there, there's going to be some bad blood if that happens. Yeah, no, it, not after the the playoff performance. You know, the the whole year of him saying contract negotiations need to be fair, and you know, just him feuding with Kyle Kuzma. I mean, what? It, I mean, yeah, he was inexperienced this past year, and I think we're ready to move on. That's why we got Kendrick Nunn in. Well, I, I'm ready to move on. Yes, I, I appreciate what he did, but unfortunately, he did wear out his welcome. It was offered the four-year 84, which in hindsight looks really good right about now. But 
are there any options for them? Because I see, again, I'm say, I'm thinking New Orleans, but that's just me. Yeah, maybe. I've actually almost been a loss of like where he could go. Toronto, um, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like slim pickings at this point. Reggie Jackson's also out there at this point. I think you could talk yourself into paying him over Dennis Schroeder. Especially honest. after his playoff performance. Yeah. Um, but but Reggie Jackson, the thing is, he, he always has like a return option with the Clippers. Dennis Schroeder does not. He's not coming. There's yeah. too many guards and there's the locker room probably doesn't want him back. Well, but uh, but there is a pro there, but there is a prospect of him possibly being able to sign for more if he goes in a sign and trade, which would mean the Lakers might get something back. Uh, okay, maybe in some twisted world, she might go to Dallas or Philly. Those are two teams like these ball handlers, but you know, it's it's going to be top fighter way. Absolutely. If Felix is saying no more Dennis, most likely that's the case. I mean, I think we are the last scenario for him and he is the last scenario for the Lakers as well. But I would like to see a sign and trade. I agree with you, Felix, a sign and trade hopefully will be the best option for him. I mean, because so he can salvage any kind of contract that he can at this point, he may just have to take a one year and just maybe even bulk that up. He would still have to do a sign and trade but I agree with Spencer. It, you know, there's not there's not that many teams. I mean, he mentioned Philadelphia. He mentioned Dallas. I mentioned New Orleans. There's not many uh, teams that are left that need or really just are out there to have a ball handler type situation that they need. So I agree with you, Spencer, that it looks like more and more that he played his hand too much and he's going to get burned by it. So, but... I will ask you this, my friend. You were right in the middle of what was going on yesterday with all the NBA free agency for day two, and you saw who the Lakers picked up. You and I were concerned on day one after the retirement home wheeled in, and all the older, elder ex-Lakers joined up, and I was going, oh, no. And you heard my thoughts. You gave, I think you gave it a C, if yeah. I remember correctly, and I gave it a D plus at that time. I was highly encouraged, though, by what happened in day two of free agency and getting Kendrick Nunn, getting Malik Monk. Uh, those guys uh, can get hot. You can really go ahead and, and do a lot with them in, during, during the course of a game. Kendrick Nunn is just a score, it's plain and simple. I wish that Kendrick Nunn was taller, but he's only 6'2". I know there's talk about him as a, a spot one, but maybe working at the two. I think he would probably go ahead and have to be the starting number two at this point. I mean, you don't sign him for the two-year, $5 million a year, two-year, $10 million total contract, although it's a player option, so he probably will opt out of it. But your thoughts on day two, yes, they also got Carmelo Anthony, who was a 40% shooter from three-point area. I mean, the defense has not gotten better with these additions but the three-point shooting has has and I, I really like the fact that Kendrick Nunn is now a part of the Los Angeles Lakers yeah so actually the last time I was on I said the only way the Lakers could get young talent that could play in the rotation was summer league so obviously they proved me wrong by getting Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn um, so I think in, especially in the regular season that that's going to pay off tremendously I think in the playoffs, I'm a little concerned about perimeter defense. 
I guess whoever out of Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, and Kendrick Nunn can be consistent on offense and consistent on defense is going to get the minutes. Um, Carmelo's fine. I, he, he finally became a role player in Portland, so I think he'll fit in fine. Um, would I rather have Markeith Morris? Maybe. Uh, I guess Markeith Morris, the problem is if he's not getting consistent minutes and his three-point shot can be all over the place. Which yes. Um, same thing with Wes Matthews, who I want him to be back, but on the same token, if he's going to play five to ten minutes a game and shoot two three-pointers, those two three-pointers most likely aren't going in because yeah. he's a rhythm player where he needs minutes to like get in the game. So, um, so you know, I, I think they're a good move. I'd, I'd be slightly concerned about the playoff rotation because there aren't too many like two-way players that play offense and defense, but it's still a good move, and they got a lot younger, so I, I was impressed. Yeah, I really like the fact that they salvaged uh, whatever they could out of it, and and I'm giving I gave them a higher grade. Ended up so far with all the additions, including Westbrook, I'd give them right now a C plus. And I know that Laker Tom still has them in the A range, which is not unexpected. But Spencer, has your grade moved up or down any because of it? Yeah, I would move it up. Um, I'd look at you know B, I guess. I think, well, so here's the thing. I think this upcoming roster is probably like the most modern Lakers team we've seen in the LeBron AD era. Mm. I think last year's team probably had like the most talented individual pieces, but they lacked a ton of team cohesion and locker room chemistry. And the championship team was just like the ultimate defense first team with great, with a great locker room presence. So I guess you you can I I maybe with the context of the fact that you weren't gonna bring back all of the pieces from last year's team, you weren't there's no scenario where we could actually run it back with everyone. Maybe you could bump my grade up to a B plus. I don't know, maybe. Well, I think there's still a couple more things that the Lakers need to do and need to tweak. I'm not keen on Kent Bazemore being your starting small forward. Uh, I mean, that's probably the most likely scenario at this point, just because of the fact he's on the younger side of the 30s than some of the other individuals. Like Trevor Reza, you don't know what you're going to get at 36. Carmelo, you don't know what you're going to get at 37. So Wayne Ellington, you don't know what you're going to get at 34. I mean, for me, Kendrick Nunn, and I guess you're going to have to say Kemp Bazemore this time, but I would really love for them to shore up the wings with their final choices. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're in Rob Palenka's shoes right now, what were some of the last and final tweaks you think you could go ahead and work on with whatever roster space that you have left? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, I'd keep Wes Matthews and then 
maybe it's like buy low and pray that Kelly Oubre wants to come back on a minimum or wants to come to LA on a minimum. I don't know. Getting two-way wings is going to be you know, tough. So it's actually not a position that I'd want to be in, <laughs> trying to fix a roster with two minimums, salary spots, and it's day, what, it's going to be day four of free agency. Yeah, and uh, supposedly they have a trade exception. The number keeps still getting bandied and tossed around between four and eight point three million. So I'm not exactly sure what the final get for that is for the Lakers on their trade exception that they can use any time in the next year. And then also as well, there could be something residual from Dennis Schroeder should the Lakers be involved in a sign and trade. So we'll see what happens there, but. Basically, we're going to be running off right now the two minimums that they have left. So if they can go ahead and find some type of help there, that would be greatly appreciated because it's still, to me, in the wing spot, you always need more wings. You always need to throw out wings there to see what, what clicks and what doesn't. So I think if you can get some size there at the starting at the starting shooting guard or even in the shooting guard position and get some size at the small forward position who could possibly hit a three now and then that would be great. But, you know, like you said, we're down to minimums. We're down to a minimum of free agents. So we'll see what happens there. But Spencer, it's been great talking to my friend. I hope you'll join us on Friday when we go ahead and meet again after the moratorium to go ahead and give some final closeout thoughts on NBA free agency for week one. But before we head on out, there's still, basketball university on medium.com what you guys talking about at medium.com uh so i just talked about the russell westbrook trade and i i framed it as the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> you know i think the good can be i well the obvious good part is that lebron's not going to be playing point guard at 37 right that's that's the number one place that most Lakers fans looked at when he saw LeBron get injured for the second time in three years and see actively seek out a new point guard. I think the other good aspects are that I think Russell Westbrook could elevate Anthony Davis because he's he's a pretty good passer. I think he's actually an underrated passer in, in terms of like his passing talent. He he makes a lot of crazy passes because he tries every pass in the book and so you know it'll get I'm sure I mean, the guy averages 11, 10, 11 assists. I mean, he should be able to pass at least a little bit. Yeah, he's a great passer. He also tries every pass, so he'll turn yeah. it over. But I think that will help Anthony Davis a lot. And then the last aspect is that I think the Lakers' offense moves from below average to one of the best in the league when they're in transition. And just because Russell Westbrook's really fast, he creates fast break opportunities, so that's great for L.A. and you know, make life easier for everyone if they just generate more fast break opportunities. I think the bad is the perimeter defense, uh, which I think you've talked about. Obviously, the shooting, the fact that he's not an off-ball cutter. And then the ugly part that I mentioned is the fact that I don't think we can trade Russell Westbrook because he's a star that LeBron just recruited. I mean, he didn't trade Kevin Love after 2015. He didn't trade Kyrie Irving after 2015. I don't see, I don't see him trading Russell Westbrook, and I don't see us getting a package as good as what we just sent out in that situation because I don't think anyone wants his contract. 
Well, with LeBron, now that he's at an older age, he might get a little bit less patient this time around. So we'll see what happens there if he does tire of Russell Westbrook's act quickly or if Russell Westbrook does become the player we hope that he can become. I'm not asking him to start turning around and miraculously start hitting 40% of the threes, but if he could go ahead and just be something that defenses had to worry about, if he can create a transition game to where the Lakers are the number one transition team or right there at it, that's what I'm hoping for and obviously provide a lot of relief for LeBron as far as the ball handling and minutes. If he can cut down LeBron's minutes, that helps so tremendously as far as for the playoffs. We'll get to the playoffs as far as that's concerned. I'm still worried about that as far as the fit, the matchups are concerned, because as you and I both know, once it comes down to a five or seven game series like that, it really gets, you know, matchups are key. And uh, you watch the video, you watch the tape, and where can you get, you know, exploited at? Where can you get matchups that, that benefit you? And as we saw in the bubble, like I've said before, where did it work out for the Lakers against Houston? It worked out that they didn't, that they played off Russell Westbrook. So that easily could happen for, against the Lakers by some another team. I mean, let's say they face against Phoenix again, or they face off against Portland or whoever. And if they, they play off Russell Westbrook and the Russell Westbrook and the Lakers don't make them pay, it could make it much harder for LeBron to go ahead and advance in the playoffs, which won't make him too happy. But Again, I think regular season-wise, if they can just push the pace and become the best transition team in the NBA once again, I think that's going to mean a lot of good signs for them going forward. But Spencer, it's been great to have you here. Thank you so much to Bree and also as well, Elton. Got much love for you both out there. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Also, Felix, always great to have you here as well. So, Spencer... Any last thoughts? I mean, is there any other targets you see out there that you think the Lakers might be interested in or that you think might be going soon in free agency? Uh, for the Lakers, um, I don't know, maybe Danny Green, but the Sixers have his bird rights. So I, I'm sure what they're negotiating is just years and dollar amount. And then Andre Iguodala, who was um, – his team option was declined, if I remember. But he's – you know, talk about retirement. How <laughs> he's he is as old as they as it gets. So, like I said earlier, it's slim pickings at this point. Yeah, it is indeed. But we'll see if there's any more additions to the Lakers roster over the course of the next few days. I'm interested to see how it's going to progress and if there's anything that's going to be finalized or if this is the actual team. Spencer, I hope you can return back for our broadcast because we'd love to have you. You know, you've got the red carpet and you're available to come back anytime that's based on you and you let us know if that's the case. So we'll look and see what happens continuously at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter because I have been retweeting a lot of transactions for the Lakers on Twitter at Lakers Fast Break. Or you can just check out the latest news and updates on the Los Angeles Lakers at Lakers Fast Break on Facebook as well. But Spencer, it's been great having you here. Again, much love to Bree Marco, Elton Barrios, and also Felix. Just great having all three of you here. Everyone else that's watched and listened, thank you so much for doing so. Truly appreciate it. It is the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. But Spencer, it's been great having you here. I look forward to our next conversation. I hope it'll be even better because things are looking up for the Lakers. And I'm hoping for some good things even more right here 
at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.